today while on the phones, I took a variety of calls. A lot of the accidental calls that we get from people having their phone in their pockets and dialing by, the phone getting a random series of button presses done, which would cause the phone to dial 911. Others were the normal style medical calls. An elderly person that had extreme trouble breathing with chest pain. And then others calling in because of vehicle collisions, both with and without injuries. I wouldn't say I got any calls that immediately struck me as being odd. But today was a normal day. That can't always be said for me or any other dispatcher. Those odd calls we get from time to time really are sometimes hard to explain when we receive them and sometimes even harder to put together after help gets on the scene. In this episode today, I'll be playing and talking about some of those odd calls that are hard to classify or that just don't really match well with the norm. As always, listener discretion is highly advised in this and every other episode. Welcome back to Music City 911. 911 emergency, what are you reporting? Um, yeah, I think, um, I think my daughter's been abducted, and, uh, I think she's currently being murdered. Sorry, your phone cut out there. You said you thought your daughter had been abducted? Yeah, my daughter's been abducted. Do you know who abducted her? No, I don't. Do you know where she is? I don't know where she is, sir. Why do you think she's been abducted? Because, um, I've been trying to get a hold of her, and then earlier I called, and some guy answered and just hung up. Okay. Uh, where does she live? She lives in Winneka. Her name's Got it. Let me see if I can get LAPD on the phone with us, see if we can get a missing nah, persons report. Can you, can you bring, can you, I'm in Burbank. I know you're in can Burbank, you? sir, but she lives in Winneka, which is LAPD, right? Yeah, but I'm currently in Burbank, and I'm telling you right now, it's going to be a shooting. I have a gun, too, and I don't want people to get shot, so... I'm telling you, I got a gun. I'm at the Home Depot. I'm at the Home Depot. I'm about to get out, bro. He's just following me. He's going to get out, and I'm just going to start shooting, bro. I have to. Okay. Well, I don't think that's a good idea, sir. I'd prefer you didn't do that. I've been to that Home Depot. There's a lot of nice people there. I don't think they should be shot. I'm just telling you what was about to transpire. Okay. The Home Depot in Burbank, bro. What's your name? Ruben Ramos. Telephone number you're calling on is that the your your phone number here, the one that ends in three six eight five. Yes. All right. Let me see if I can get Burbank PD on the phone and see if we can get you some help. Okay, sir. Are you in the car or inside the Home Depot? Where are you? No, I'm inside the Home Depot, like in the you're, car. You're inside Home Depot right now. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let me get Burbank PD on the phone with us. Okay. See if I can get an operator to help us out. From the very start, this one struck me as having something off. Someone who has their daughter that has been abducted, they aren't this calm. And his lack of knowledge as to who may have abducted her also seems odd. Him being at a Home Depot, that pushes it even further. Most people who learn of a relative being abducted aren't sitting in their vehicle in a Home Depot parking lot. When he says he has a gun and will shoot people, it's just like a big curveball. 
I could tell the dispatcher was confused too. He did a very good job, by the way, especially when he said he didn't want the people there at Home Depot to get shot, that there are a lot of nice people that go there. This dispatcher is with the California Highway Patrol. He transferred the call to a local police there in Burbank so they could get their officers out, not only because of jurisdictional restrictions, but also because their response would be a lot quicker. 911, what is the emergency? The with the transfer. I've got Ruben on the line with us. He says he's at the Home Depot here in Burbank and uh, has a gun with him. He is uh, saying he thinks he's going to start shooting people pretty soon. I want to see if we can get him some help. Okay, at the Home Depot? That's right. Ruben, you still with us? Yeah, I'm still okay. I'm free. And this is the Burbank Home Depot at 1200 South Flower? Yes. Okay, and you're saying that you have a gun with you and you want to shoot people? Look, I'm telling you right now, my daughter's been abducted. And she's being murdered as we speak. Wait, okay. I'm sorry, what? My daughter's been abducted and she's being murdered as we speak. Okay, well, CHP just said that you're at Home Depot and said something about shooting something, someone. Look, man, I'm, I'm, I got people following me, man. I'm, I mean, what do you want me to do? I got to defend myself. Okay, so Ruben, can you tell me if you're at the Home Depot right now? Yes, I'm at the Home Depot right now. Are you in a car? Yes, in a van. What color is your van? Silver. Silver van? Okay. And what kind of gun do you have? 25 Beretta, man. A Beretta? 25. 25? Yes. Okay. And uh, where's the gun right now? My van. Is it in your hands? In my van, yeah. It's right here. Right here. It's in the van where? With me. Okay. Who else is in the van with you? This one, so I'm just by myself. I'm sorry? I'm alone. Okay. All right. And you said that your daughter was abducted? Yes, she was. Okay. And when was she abducted? It had to have been like earlier this morning. Earlier this morning? By who? I don't know. I don't know, ma'am. Okay. Do you live know. in Burbank? I don't live in Burbank. You don't live in Burbank? Okay. And what did you tell CHP about shooting somebody? No, no. I, I, this is what I said. I said, look, I got people following me, and, and um, they start shooting at me, I'm going to start shooting back. Okay. Who do you think is following you? I, I don't know, man. I don't know. Okay. Where in the parking lot are you? I'm, uh, I'm, at, I'm at the uh, at, like the south entrance. At the south entrance, is that what you said? Yes. Okay. Oh, there's TV right there. Okay, and if an officer comes to talk to you to help you, then are you able to keep that gun away from you so that you can talk to the officers? Hell no. My man. What's your last name? Ramos. Okay. And did you say yes, you can, or you cannot? No, I mean, I can't keep it away from me. No, I can't. You cannot, or you can't? No, I cannot. Okay, why is that, sir? Hello? Look, man, they're, 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 I mean, basically, they're trying to abduct me, too. I don't know why it's just... I have officers coming to help you, sir. Man, my mom, my daughter's name is. Okay. You what? My daughter's name is. Your daughter's name is. 
Okay, yes. how old is... She's 21. Okay, 21 years old. What kind of van is this? It's a silver. Toyota Sienna. Silver Toyota Sienna. The more I listen to the caller, it seems that he's paranoid, saying that someone's following him and that he doesn't know who it is. People in the depths of a mental health crisis and or drugs can start to think things like this, that there's some sort of nameless, faceless group of people who are following them around or trying to hurt them, but they never have seen them before and have no real valid reason to believe that someone is actually following them. The dispatcher from Burbank was trying to get some good info and did find out the caller was in a silver Toyota Sienna van and that he was armed with a Beretta 25 caliber pistol. A 25 is a very small round, and the gun that it goes in is also pretty tiny, with an average person being able to fit the entire gun in the palm of their hand. Because of its size, it's very concealable. Even though it's a smaller round, it can still be deadly with a well-placed shot. Officers arrived on the scene and found the caller's van and asked him to exit the vehicle. He was still on the phone with dispatch, and officers asked the dispatcher to try to get him to come out. Okay. Are you able to step out of the van with your hands up? No. He said no. No, I'm not. No, ma'am, I'm not. I mean, I'm just can't Huh? Are, are you wearing a hat, sir? Yeah, yeah, I'm wearing a hat. How did you know? He is wearing a hat. Okay. How did you know? Because we're trying to help you, sir. I have a few officers there. We want to help you and talk to you about your daughter. We're there to help you. Is there any way you can exit the van with nothing in your hands and your hands up? Oh, no. No. I mean... I don't know, man. I don't know. I just don't know what the fuck. I don't know. The caller finally did leave the vehicle, and he did so with his hands concealed in his pockets. Officers were not sure if he had the gun he was talking about or not. For the safety of the caller... Officers on the scene and any patrons or employees of Home Depot, police needed to detain the caller and make sure he wasn't armed before they could figure out what was going on with him and to see if he had any further info about his daughter. No, thank you. Just keep your hands out just like that. All right, Ruben, this is what we're going to do next. Ruben, listen to me. Just put your hands up for me. Put your hand, both, both hands up. Thank you. All right, turn around and face away from me. Ruben, turn around and face away from me. Right there, thank you. Are we ready? Do we have a team? Are we ready? Because he's the right now. Yes, call him. Got it. Yes, call Okay, Ruben, start walking back towards the sound of my voice. Okay, lift up your shirt from your collar. Lift up your shirt. Show me your waistband. Okay, start turning. Keep turning, keep turning, keep turning, keep turning. Stop. Okay, you're going to start walking back now towards the sound of my voice. Start walking back towards me. Start walking back. Keep coming. You're doing good, man. Keep coming. Walk towards us. Just walk backwards. It's okay. Walk backwards. Ruben, keep coming. You're doing fine. Keep coming. There you go. Keep coming. Keep coming. Ruben, keep coming. Don't stop. You're doing fine. Keep coming. Ruben, keep coming. 
Ruben, I can't help you if you're standing over there. Start walking towards us, Ruben. We're here to help you. Keep coming. There you go. There you go. Keep coming. Keep coming. Don't stop. Somebody else want to try it? At first, it seemed like the caller was going to comply with the officer's commands. He started to back up, but then after several minutes, he started refusing to do what the officers were asking him to. He then refused to move towards the officers with his hands out of his pockets. Because of this, a decision was made to use a less lethal device, a 40mm launcher that fires a sponge round meant to inflict pain but not permanently injure the person. After he was hit with that projectile, he moved from the front of the vehicle he was standing next to with his hand extended in a shooter stance, pointing an object at the officers. Hey, hi, man. Ruben, I need you to calm down. Just bring your hand back out. Bring your hand back out. Get out of the way. Ruben, let me see your hand. Ruben, I can't help you if you have your hand in your pocket, man. Officers opened fire on Ruben and quickly rushed in to render aid. He was transported to a local hospital where he later died. No gun was found at the scene and the object he was holding was a folding knife. 47-year-old Ruben Ramos had a long list in his criminal history, including several felonies, and was on parole at the time of this incident for assault with a deadly weapon. No word as to whether Mr. Ramos's daughter was abducted or if he even had a daughter in the first place. Actress Katherine Heigl, a passionate animal advocate who has saved over 16,000 dogs, says she's been seeing more issues with dogs' joints, odors, and health than ever before. She believes there's a link between canine health and diet. After extensive research, she developed Superfood Complete, a dog food pack with over 30 wholesome ingredients, including superfoods beneficial for your furry friend. Superfood Complete isn't just about deliciousness, though dogs love the taste. It's about supporting overall well-being. In addition to providing a healthy option for your pet, Badlands Ranch, the maker of Superfood Complete, also supports the Jason DeBus Heigl Foundation, which helps rescue countless dogs and find them loving homes. Dogs across America are trying this food and loving it. Go to BadlandsRanch.com slash MC901 and order right now to get up to 50% off your regular priced order with a 90-day money-back guarantee. If you want your dog to experience all these incredible things, go to BadlandsRanch.com slash MC901 today. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. This next incident is one that everyone has been talking about the past few days. One that has left a lot of questions in people's minds. This is about the disappearance of 25-year-old Carly Russell from Alabama. While the actual 911 calls have not been released, 
Dispatch audio from various parts of this incident have been obtained. This all started while Carly was on her way home from work at the Woodhouse Day Spa in the Summit and after she picked up dinner. While driving along Interstate 459 at around mile marker 10 there in Alabama, Carly dialed 911 to report she found a toddler on the side of the road. 442 for a 71. 42. 71. It's going to be 459 south, mile marker 10. It's going to be a child walking on the, 3-4 year old child walking on the side of the interstate next to her. RP is going to be close by in a red Mercedes sedan with a hazard zone. Child's going to be a white male wearing a white t-shirt and a diaper. 42 copy from the YMCA. 442. RP's advising there's no cars in the area. Looks like the child's been abandoned on the side of the road. 42 copy. 442. You're actually going to have to access from... 31, they're going to be plotting just before the exit. 441, can I get you to head that way? Head the room, even that way. 41, you still got him on the phone. Negative, but she's stated that she would stand by for police. CLA, red and color, to Nicole Russell out of Birmingham, 1011. 513. I'm going to ride on 71 as well. For we're not getting the female to answer. 42, I copy. 42, are there any numbers associated with the 28? 10 4, that's the RP. We're trying to call her back. She's not answering. 33. 33. We told you 67 in the Alpha. 10 4. 511. I'm around to the interstate as well. Can you give me a description on the child? And were they southbound walking southbound? 10 4. Southbound walking southbound. It was a toddler, three, four year old, wearing a white t shirt and a diaper. RP arrived in a red Mercedes, along with the RP's description was going to be. Copy. Thank you. 42, just be advised, her vehicle's unlocked, running, all her personal belongings, you can set for her phone. 10-4. As the officer stated there, her vehicle is found still running on the side of the interstate, with the door open, and all of her personal items still there, including her purse, her phone, a smartwatch, and even her wig. Video from the Department of Transportation shows that her vehicle was slowly driving, along the right-hand shoulder of the interstate with her flashing hazard lights on for probably over a tenth of a mile. The video is very poor quality, but you could see her exit the vehicle. Past that, nothing's really seen. No child is visible in the video. That section of the interstate is flanked off the right side by a wood line that separates the road from a neighborhood. After searching the area, Carly was nowhere to be found. What started as a possible lost child had turned into a missing person. Large numbers of law enforcement and volunteers, sometimes numbering over 60, searched for Carly. Fearing the worst, they all wanted to find her as quickly as possible. During the middle of the search, the family got a call saying that Carly was at a red roof inn. 754, unclassified complaint 
1466 Montgomery Highway at the Red Roof Inn. The front office, her caller, family members at this location saying they received a call from the female that's missing, Carly Russell. 754, family members are saying they received a call from the female saying she was at this location. 754 in route. Six of the responding units. I uh, just spoke with the front desk clerk. Uh, they said that the, that the family is not being hostile or anything like that, but that there was about six car loads of people that, that have just shown up over there. 5-4 copy. Did the front desk have anybody checked in under that name? Negative. And according to the front desk, uh, the, the the message that the family got did not state which red roof in. Uh, they, they don't know if it's going to be Best Avia or another location. 760, I'll see you in red roof. 1904. Uh, can you show me if I can service? Help me out, red roof. A search of that Red Roof Inn found nothing. The family wasn't even sure which Red Roof Inn she could have been at if she was at one at all. Nearly two days had passed since Carly's car was found abandoned. Then, miraculously, at around 10 p.m., she showed back up at her home on foot and knocked on the door. Unresponsive female, 2011 Risk 11, generally passed. Adult female, unresponsive, is breathing. Police are en route. Stage for police. Engine 5 responding. Engine 5 responding. 2644, my apologies. Are you clear for traffic? 10-4. Uh, home ward declaring it at the time. You said police advise. 10-4. 2011 Risk 11 responding. 2011 responding. 34, I think she 77 Ridgecrest in department. That was a loss. All the unserviced service number was 2247. 13. 13. See, they can provide a vehicle description as well. Yeah, where we're trying to get further. 32. I'll arrive with 34 to 77. Now, not only pass. Police are in route. Unresponsive email is breathing. 17. 717, confirming you're in service. 104, Charlie, I'll back up. 717, 2248. Carly had showed back up at her house, but ultimately was unresponsive. She was taken to a local hospital where, at the time of this recording, she was still at. Police have not released info about what happened to Carly, but family members and Carly's boyfriend have had interviews and made posts on social media. Her boyfriend stated that she had been abducted, and for two days, she was fighting both physically and mentally for her life. Right now, few, if anyone, knows exactly what happened to Carly. In the coming days, I know that I, along with the rest of the public, will be waiting for updates on this. If Carly was abducted as stated, that means that a kidnapper is on the loose, and everyone wants to know who this person is. And this last incident I'm going to talk about 
is going to need a little bit of an extra warning. This one will involve violence against children. If this is something you can't handle, I'd go ahead and turn the episode off now. This one, just like the last, there's been no 911 call released. All that I have is a bit of info and the audio from the body-worn camera of one of the responding officers. A 911 call was placed to the Alvine Department of Public Safety in Calhoun County, Michigan. The call was from a 15-year-old girl screaming and asking for help, saying her mother was killing her siblings. The audio we're about to hear is the officer still in his car about to arrive on the scene where this is supposed to be happening. He's going to be the one on the right, right there with the door ajar. had an open front door and a screen door that looked like it had been ripped to pieces. After announcing that they were with the sheriff's department, some commotion could be heard inside the bathroom, which was locked. At the end of the audio, we heard the officer knocking on the door. A decision was then made to kick the door open. What they found inside is enough to give someone nightmares for years. Buddha. What's going on? Stabbed it in the throat. Dispatch 2706. I got a child with a stab wound in the chest. I need medical priority one. I'm clear, stab wound to the chest. When they made it into the bathroom, they found the mother inside of a half full bathtub 
on top of a baby holding it underwater trying to drown it once they got the mother off the baby they moved the baby to the living room where they noticed it was stabbed in the neck and chest the baby wasn't awake and it wasn't breathing after asking dispatch to start ems the officer started cpr on the baby wake up baby Stand up. The mother was drowning it in the bathtub when we found it. I'm clear. 1317. Stand up. Send whoever we got. Stand up. 80. 54. 18. Start that way. 80. I have to get a DP on the line as well if you can't see Keep breathing. She's got Breathe for me, baby. Come on. You alright? There you go. There you go. Six. Baby's starting to cry. Claire, baby's starting to cry. Come on, What's honey. Come on, honey. Wake up, baby. I don't know, it's not bad. 2706. I got no that much active bleeding from the injury. It's below the throat. Come on, She's honey. moaning. Keep them coming, priority one. Come on, honey. They're coming. Priority Keep one. waiting for us, all right? Keep Thank waiting. Thank you, Monroe. There you guys are open. Good girl, yeah. Keep breathing, honey. You got two. Two. All right, I got one. Hectorly bleeding again. She's still crying. Can you advise? It's just under the neck. going to be at the bottom of the throat. Hearing that baby start crying was one of the best things that could have happened in that horrible scenario. When I was first watching that video, I really thought it was too late for the baby. Quick action from the officers there on the scene was the sole thing that saved it. After further investigating, officers found a four-year-old boy there suffering from multiple cuts, likely from a knife. It was also determined that the mother 35-year-old Jessica Edward Ricks had made them drink cleaning solution. Two other children, including the 15-year-old who called 911 and an 8-year-old, were found inside unharmed. The mother was taken into custody and also transported to a local hospital, believing that she also drank some of the cleaning fluid. Both children who were injured were taken to a local hospital, then airlifted to a children's hospital in nearby Ann Arbor. They are both listed in stable condition and should recover. The mother has been charged with a total of six counts, including child abuse and attempted murder. She's being held on a $500,000 bond and has pled not guilty to the charges. There are some truly sick people in this world. I can't believe the action of some of them. 
that's going to finish this one off. Be sure to like the show on all social media, including the discussion group on Facebook, all of which are listed in the show notes. If you're already in the discussion group, you know one of the things I said I've been working on behind the scenes for the show. Music City 901 will again be at CrimeCon this year. I'll be on Podcast Row with a ton of other amazing podcasts, and I'm also going to be a speaker at the event, much like last year, but should kick things up a notch. It's being held September 22nd through the 24th in Orlando. As it sits right now, VIP and Platinum VIP passes have already sold out, and only regular tickets remain. I'd love to see you all down there so we can meet in real life and chat about the show and maybe throw down a drink or two together. I had an amazing time last year and expect no less this year. Things are still in the works for this, so as soon as I found out further info, I'll pass it along. Continue to give the show five-star ratings and reviews on whatever podcast app you're listening on, and be sure to tell your friends about the show too. Anything to pass along the word to the new listeners helps to keep the show growing. Until next time, for Music City 901, I'm Brandon, and y'all have a good one.